What's good, everybody? Welcome. Welcome back um, to the live stream. Today, we're going to be talking about um, is God mad at me? Welcome if you're watching, listening to this on podcast. And um, where else would you be listening to this to? Well, we're, you, as usual, we're live on YouTube and TikTok. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about is God mad at me? And I'm going to go over three things that will help you greatly. This is a big problem in with a lot of people um it like you mess up and you're thinking man i gotta go back all the way up that ladder that i worked so hard to get to that me and god we were so we were tight man me and god we was chilling and then i messed up i sinned i, I cussed somebody out i had a moment of weakness i looked too long and now i feel like god won't even hear me i mean when i go to pray I don't feel his presence. I don't hear him talking to me like I used to. Could I be a voice of reason? Could it be, could it just possibly be that the reason you're not hearing God is because you're, you're, the voice of condemnation is too loud? Where's that Bible verse that says, um, I'm going to find it real quick. Yeah. If it's in John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. I'm going to go there real quick. I was going to go first John chapter two, but hold on. I'm going to find this real quick because it, this, this right here helped. It, it, it touched my heart, man. Touched my heart because if you cannot get past this, it's going to be real difficult. First John chapter three, verse 20. Actually, first John chapter three, pretty good altogether. First John chapter three, verse 20. Whenever our hearts convict us in guilt, for God is greater than our heart and he knows all things. Nothing is hidden from him because we are in his hands. Beloved, if our hearts do not convict us of guilt, we have confidence, complete assurance and boldness before God. So I want I want you to understand this. The reason why a lot of people, after they mess up, they have a hard time hearing God. They have a hard time uh, getting back into the presence of God is because their heart is convicting them. Not of holiness, but of guilt. Your heart convicts you of guilt. So God's not mad at you. I want you to get that real quick. God is not mad at you. Well, I don't, I, I, I know that I, I would it's hard to get a grasp on because the way humans are taught, the way humans act is like, so when you, when you do something wrong, all of a sudden the Holy spirit just leaves you. Oh God, no, no, don't leave me. My, my, my spirit is seared. My heart is, it, it's so seared at my conscience. I don't feel conviction anymore. Actually you do. And that's why you feel bad when you sin. That's why when you were younger, before you got saved, it was so easy to sin. But now when you try to do it, when you're when those thoughts come to you, you're like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Paul talks about this. People mistook it for him being like, you know, I just struggle. No, but he's saying here that uh, John, first John is talking about if you, if your heart convicts you of guilt, it's hard to have boldness before God. Let's let's read it again. He said, beloved, if our hearts do not convict us of guilt, we have confidence before God. So if you are struggling with that guilt, you're going to have a hard time receiving from God. Amen. 
All right. All right. Let's see. Um, first John is first John chapter two. First John chapter two. What I like about First John is that it talks about how you are supposed to see sin and how God sees you. You know what I mean? It, it's a very powerful thing. I'm trying to find it. I had it written down on my phone, but I don't have I have First John here. But basically what he's talking about is if we um if we confess our sins, tell God what you did. If we are if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Of all unrighteousness. Right? Faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. All of it. And um, that's very important. So he's not going to be like, oh, you want to come to me after you've already done all this stuff? Mm. Look who decided to show up. He's not mocking you. He doesn't have his arms folded. Matter of fact, the hardest part for me to grasp was that I always knew God loved me. Hey, what's up, Yanni? How you doing? I always knew God loved me, but I had a struggle with knowing that he liked me. You always, you, you have that family member that you just love them with all your heart, but they irritate you to the bone. You can't be around them. And they just get on your last nerve. That's how I always felt God felt about me. Because I kept doing this, I kept doing that, and it was just like God, I, I, I'm truly trying to do better, but you just can't seem to get it. You see what I'm saying? So God is ready for you to come back to Him. How many days of prayer have you missed? Because you missed one day, and all of a sudden you thought God was going to be like, "Oh, look who decided to show up, clown." You thought God was going to be like, "I didn't die for this. I didn't die so you could just." Forget about me. God is not thinking like that. That is the craziest part about God. I'm not telling you that God wants you to go out just partying, drinking, have sex, and just get it on. Get it on, Lord. Just get it on. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm telling you is that God, he, he, he's ready for you to come back to him so he can cleanse you. He says he'll cleanse you of all unrighteousness, which means that he'll clean your heart, he'll clean your, your body, he'll clean all of it up. He's a God of mercy. What is that Bible verse? It says uh, we can approach the throne boldly, the throne of grace boldly to obtain mercy. Grace and mercy, both of them, because he wants to give it to you. You know what grace is? It keeps you from doing the stuff you've been doing. Keeps you from doing the stuff you've been doing. It, it makes you stronger. Mercy cleans up the stuff you did. And that's the thing about it, you know, there are times that you have to deal with the consequences. And then there are sometimes God is just like, nah, I'll, I'll wipe your, I'll, I'll completely forget. You did what now? He always forgets it. Don't misunderstand me, but there are still natural consequences to what's going on. And God will, can get rid of that for you. Amen. The first thing I want to tell you about is Christ and God's wrath. All right, go to second Corinthians chapter five. Corinthians chapter five. Well, chapter five. And we're gonna go verse 21. Verse 21. Okay, verse 21. All right. 
All right. Verse 21. He made Christ, who knew no sin, to judicially be sin on our behalf, so that in him we would become the righteousness of God. That is, we would be made acceptable to him and placed in right relationship with him by his gracious, loving kindness. The reason a lot of people, and I'm talking to me too, because this is how I, this is one of the pivotal moments that helped me with a lot of stuff I was dealing with. I am righteous, not because of me, but because of what God, what Christ did. How you doing, Marky? I'm telling you, the reason why many people struggle with sin is because they think that they're still sinners saved by grace. They did a they did a study. They did a study on uh what is it? Um what's the word I'm looking for? They did a study on smokers. So they got two groups of smokers. They got one group to say, uh, I stop, I don't smoke, or I don't, I don't identify as a smoker. Then they got another group that says, I, I, uh, I'm trying to stop smoking. By the end of the experiment, they found out that the people who said, I don't smoke, they actually stopped smoking. They never went back. The people who said, I'm trying to stop smoking, they kept smoking. Or if they stopped for a while, they relapsed. So the reason why people have a hard time with sin is because they don't understand what Christ afforded for them. And that comes from a lack of the evangelist or whoever brought them to Christ having a misunderstanding of the gospel. So that's why some people can get delivered when they like, seriously, they get, they go to the altar and they get saved. Boom. And the taste of drugs and alcohol, the taste for pornography, the taste for all these different things just leaves their system. And then others still struggle with it well you know it's just a process it doesn't have to be obviously yes god is working things out of us but what i'm saying is is that he he can do it quickly if you allow him to do it quickly you just have to acknowledge god i can't do this by myself i don't want to do it by myself can you help me because i've tried everything i've tried apps I've tried turning off the phone after a certain time of day. I've tried every single thing. And the only thing that seems to work is the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost and his fire to cleanse me. Hallelujah. From all that stuff. And he'll do it. It's the whole point of the Holy Spirit. That's why he's here. He's our seal. He's our protection. He's our help. He's our, he's our leader. He's Christ in omniscient form. Just everywhere every believer has the holy spirit and he, he he leads you and sometimes you don't even know you're being led i just felt like coming to this store and here i am i met the person my best friend i met my business partner i met my wife or i ended up getting you know food on sale you know god leads you in different ways but you gotta let him lead you what's up damien i'm telling you man get in a habit of leaning on the holy spirit when you can't do it and he'll send the right people it may be a video, it may be a phone call, it may be whatever the case may be, but you need people. Living holy was not meant to be le lived alone. It was not meant to be lived alone. Well, sometimes you gotta walk alone. All right, cool. But, yeah, okay. Look, I'm, 
I don't have anything to say about that. All I know is for sure is that you have to have a community around you that is seeking God just like you are, if not stronger. Amen. Okay. The next thing I want to talk to you about is you versus your sin nature. Go to Romans chapter seven, verse 15. I want you to get this and don't misunderstand what Paul is saying. The reason a lot of people struggle with sin, another reason is because they think that Paul is teaching that I want to do right. Oh God, but I can, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. We're going to go over that. Let's go. All right. For I do not understand my own actions. I am baffled and bewildered by them. I do not practice what I want to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate and yielding to my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. Now, if I habitually do what I want, don't do not want to do, that means I agree with the law, confessing that it is good, morally excellent. So now if that is the case, then it is no longer I who do it. The disobedient thing, which I despise, but the sin nature which lives within me for i know nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh my my human nature my worldliness my sinful capacity for the willingness to do good is present within me but my but the doing good the doing of good is not for the good i that i want to do i do not do but i practice the very evil thing that i don't want to do but if i am doing the very thing i don't want to do I'm no longer the one doing it. That is, it is not me that acts, but the sin nature which lives in me. So if I find it to be the law of my inner self, that evil is present in me, that the one who wants to do good, the one who wants to do, uh, wants to do good for I joyfully delight in the law of the Lord in my inner self with my new nature. But I see a different law and rule of action in the members of my body, in its appetites and desires, waging war against the law of my mind is subduing me and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is within my members. Wretched and miserable man that I am, who will rescue me and set me free from this body of death, this corrupt mortal existence. Thanks be to God for my deliverance through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the one hand, I myself with the mind serve the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh, my human uh, nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity, I serve the law of sin. I want you to get this. He's not telling people, well, we're just going to keep struggling with sin. You got to catch the main part he just said. Thanks be to God. I'm going to read it in the King James. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind myself, I serve the law of sin, but the flesh, the law of, of the, uh, no, the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So Christ delivered us from our sinful nature. So he, we are a spirit being with a soul in a body. Does that make sense? What I'm telling you? So what that means is, is that when you mess up, you're being a sheep in wolves clothing. You're not being a wolf in sheep's clothing. You're not a fraud in terms of the church. You're a fraud because you're trying to act like the world. I want you to catch this. What's up, uh, Connor? How you doing? Check this out. He said that I want to do good. My, the me, that's the real me, the spirit me wants to do good. But the problem I'm having is that this part of me, the flesh, all the blah, 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 that part wants to do the wrong thing. So he then asks, what, what 
What chance do I have? How am I supposed to get out of this thing? I want to do the right thing. I, Lord, I promise you I want to do the right thing. <laughs> I want to do the right thing. But what do I do? And then he said, thanks be to God who delivered me from the control of this thing, the, the, the flesh. I don't know why he's pointing at my sweater, but you know, the, the, the flesh, the flesh, he delivered me from the power of the flesh. Sin shall have no dominion over you. Amen. So check this out. I'm telling you, um, I'm telling you that you don't have to say yes to your body. Many times you don't. That's the thing about it. Many times you already deny your flesh. Well, I want that extra piece of pie, but I'm not going to do it. You know, I, I, I know that, uh, I probably shouldn't go over to that girl's house. Oh, okay. Wrong, wrong. Okay. I, I ain't gonna talk about that. Um, I know I probably shouldn't drink, so I'm not going to, but something in you is telling you nah, I probably need to leave this alone. Can you say amen? Okay. So you need to understand that you are not a sinner saved by grace. You are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a righteous people. You are a new creature in Christ. I don't want to say creature. You're a new creature in Christ. So that means that whatever your flesh wants to do does not identify as you. Now, that doesn't mean you're not responsible because now that you have been given freedom from this thing, you have the you have the choice to reel it in. Hey, 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 hey. You ain't about to cuss that person out, boy. I don't know what you're doing. Don't do that. You see what I'm saying? So you have the ability to say no. Now, the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Voice 26. Yeah. In the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we will prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should, but the Spirit himself knows our need at the right time and, and intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for word. Obviously, we know he's talking about praying in the Spirit. But what I want to talk to you about is, is, um, hold on. Yeah, what I want to talk to you today is understand this right here. That the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness when we don't know what to pray. So obviously we're talking about prayer here, right? We're talking about prayer in this specific verse, but I want you to catch the character of the Holy Spirit. The character of the Holy Spirit is to help you where you're weak. He doesn't just help you in prayer. Think about how many times you wanted to like go off. And the Holy Spirit was like, whoa, easy, easy, brother, easy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't mess this up. You're going to muck this thing up. Don't do it. Don't do it. Amen. You want to. Your flesh want to. You know, you, you want to you wanna give somebody something. Amen. You want to just. But you're like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. I want to, but I'm not going to. Right? Thank you for the gifts, by the way. I appreciate it. I really do. The Holy Spirit is there to strengthen you. What is it? Um, what? Uh, I need to find this. I hope you guys don't mind. I know I keep going to my computer. Um, Eeps. Um, 
All right, Jude 124. Aha, I knew it was Jude. See, I should have just gone with it, brother. I should have just gone with it. Jude chapter. Well, they ain't got no chapters. I don't even know I said chapter. I was trying to be deep. Forgive me. Jude, is it Jude? You said Jude 124? Boom, okay. Now to him who was able to keep you from stumbling or falling into sin and to present you unblemished blameless and faultless in the presence of his glory with triumphant joy and unspeakable delight to the only god our savior through jesus christ our lord be glory majesty dominion and power before all time now and forever amen so the holy spirit keeps you from stumbling so why is it that i keep falling why do i keep dealing with this thing um because you have to yield to the holy spirit the same way you have to the same way you had to yield to the holy spirit to start praying in the spirit for the first time you know all that kind of stuff the way you had to do that you have to do it every day it don't feel the same way because it's like wow that's such a new experience man and then you go from that to oh i gotta say no to that that donut Lord want me to give this donut to somebody. I don't want to give this donut to nobody. You understand? You see what I'm saying? I'm telling you this because the Holy Spirit is here to help you. He's the comforter. He's your advocate. He's your power. He's your, somebody said, he's your advantage. Let him be your advantage. Let him help you out. Don't do this by yourself. You can't beat sin by yourself. You're not supposed to beat sin by yourself. It that's the whole point of the covenant. Through Christ, we're righteous. Through Christ, this is it. Through Christ, we have authority. Not because, Lord, I prayed an hour a day. Oh, body, basicaya. No, you're like, no, like, what? No. God's like, cool. Do I know you? There's a ton of people that are going to go to heaven or go to judgment and then be like, yo, God, man, remember what I prophesied in your name? I remember that, but have we ever talked before? And you're like, what? Like, what you, I, I did all this stuff in your name. Yeah, I was wondering where that credit card charge was coming from. No, I'm just playing. No, but it's like, don't, don't, uh, don't try to get caught up in, I can do this on my own. You can't. You need the Holy Spirit. All right, cool. So I'm going to pray. For people who need help, who need strength, who need that extra touch from God to help them get through what seems like an uphill battle when it comes to sin. He understands. Trust me. Trust me. He gets it. <laughs> he really does. But you got you 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 got to receive this, okay? So I'm gonna pray. And uh, after that, we'll do salvation. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the person listening to this right now. I thank you that you've already given them the Holy Spirit since they've believed. Fill them with the Holy Spirit, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you that the Holy Spirit is helping them overcome every snare of the devil in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father that the power of the Holy Spirit gives them strength where they are weak, fills in every crack that they need, that they stuff they can't handle by themselves, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that, I, that you are a way maker, Lord, that you give them an escape every time. 
they they come up against temptation, Lord. Thank you for keeping your promise of being our helper, our advocate, our advantage, our power, our authority. Did I already say comforter? Yeah, Lord. I, I don't know if I did or not, but Lord, I just thank you for it. I really do. I appreciate you. And I love you. In Jesus' name, we count it done. Amen. Amen. If you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, sin is still your master. That's pretty much the truth of it. Sin is still pretty much your master. Thank you, Connor, for all the gifts. I appreciate it. You need to get rid of sin. What is 1 John? Is it 1 John? I know I'm supposed to be like actually just praying for people, but this was something that this is one of my favorite things because um is it first John? No one it says first John chapter three verse nine. Let's go verse eight. The one who practices sin separating himself from God and offending him by acts of disobedience, indifference, or rebellion is of the devil and takes his inner character and moral values from him, not God. For the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. No one who was born of God deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin because God's seed, his principle of life, the essence of his righteous character remains permanently in him who was born again, who was reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose. And he who was born again cannot habitually live a life characterized by sin because he is born of God and longs to please him. So what that means is and one of my favorite preachers, Rodney Howard Brown, said this. Is that you don't wake up as a born again believer. Thinking like, hmm. What's what sin am I gonna to perform today? What what um what what um who 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 am I gonna steal money from today? Who am I gonna to rob today? Who am I gonna to kill today? You see what I'm saying? That that's not even that's not you at that point you got demons or something. You see what I'm saying? You don't wake up looking for a way to sin. Amen. So a person who is not saved struggles with this. You know, I was reading about a um that Jeffrey Dahmer guy. And I'm going to say something that sounds very like weird, but that guy was not saved when he was doing all that stuff. So even if he wanted to stop, he couldn't. That's why you need Jesus. Because if you don't have Jesus in your life, you have you know, whether you're doing that or you're just a a liar or you're just you know you you don't you have no control over your sin nature when you're not saved and so when i when i was reading his story i mean i read the whole thing at first i was like i need to stop but i was like no i'm gonna keep going because this will help me appreciate what christ did for me christ took everything i did and put on his back that didn't just do he didn't just do that he made it so that way i have the ability to say no Cause I don't even want to imagine where I'd be if I wasn't saved. Well, I wouldn't be that bad. It doesn't matter how bad you'd be. You'd be sinning against God. You'd spit in the face of the. 
and have no control over it. You wouldn't even consider conviction. You wouldn't even consider believing in God. Believing? What, what is that? I don't even know. What that you know, like you wouldn't even care. I, I thank God, bro, for real. I'm, I'm, shh, praise God. So I'm going to pray for salvation. For those of you that want to be saved, get saved. Get saved. I don't just do it. Get it done. Okay. We're going to pray. I want you to say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I confess my sins to you. I believe in my heart that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose him up. I believe that he is Lord of my life. And I thank you for writing my name in the Lamb's book of life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit as you said you would. You promised it. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. It sounds weird, but there's somebody that's listening to me right now. Just receive the Holy Spirit. Whether you're listening to me on replay or on podcast, whatever, I don't know what's going on, but receive the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, receive the Holy Spirit. Let him help you. Get in a Bible-believing church. Get in a church that believes, that, that preaches faith, because at the core of everything we believe, faith and love are the cores of it. If you can't, if you don't go to a church that preaches preach that stuff, skedaddle. I will, we preach on evangelism. You can't do that without love. You can't do it without faith. Evangelism is good, but you need faith for it. How are you going to pray for people to get them delivered off drugs and you don't even believe God going to do it? Talking about some evangelism that's some false evangelism how you gonna be on paul and in john's level in the name of jesus get up and walk and you can't even believe god to uh get him um, pick up the person and get him to walk you see what i'm saying you got to you got to have faith for all of that you see what i'm saying so get you in a bible believing church that preaches the unadulterated word of god straight up raw no 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 filler stuff it doesn't work you need something. You need something real. You need an encounter with the power of God. Get you in a church that yields to the Holy Ghost and doesn't try to, you know, we're trendy. We don't speak in tongues in public just because, you know, um, we don't want to offend people. We want to attract the news, the sinners. You know, speaking in tongues is a sign to the sinner. So when you say, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You're saying, God, I don't need your presence in this, in my church. I can do it by myself. That's a fraudulent pastor. Get away from those people. Get away from them. I don't care if they preach a, you know, Jesus is the only way to heaven. Great. Great. Now, how do you keep the Holy Spirit keeps people on the path of being holy to even stay saved? You see what I'm saying? So when you preaching that, you know, we don't do that Holy Ghost stuff. I don't I can't trust you. You're not to be trusted. I'm sorry. Sorry, that's a little raw and harsh for some people. Don't matter to me. But anyway, I'm not going to rant. I'm going to let you guys go. I love you. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, new videos coming out. I don't know if you guys saw the last video. It's called, um, oh, this is what you need to do. No, this will change how you read your Bible. Check that out. It's a great video on my YouTube channel. Um, destiny youth, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash we are destiny youth and, uh, at we are destiny youth and we're on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I love you and I'll see you guys next time.